0: This Podcast. I'm Tanner Haas.
1: I'm David Short. I'm Jackson O'Brien.
0: And today we are talking the best topic. Mm. <laughs>
2: the Oilers. <laughs> the- <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs>
0: I thought it was finally euthanizing farm animals. <laughs> oh,
1: ow. Lots of those words hurt. Ow.
0: Uh, we, we are talking about, well, like we're just talking about stuff, you know, like regular Joes, you know, <laughs> what, what they talk about. We're talking about the death of the wicked. We're talking about celebrating or not the mm. death of evil people. So, yeah, this one is a little tricky because I don't want us to get like super depressed over it. But at the same time, we're talking about, like, death and judgment, and that's always difficult. So Mm -hmm. do you guys have
1: any advice on, like, how to do this? Let me start with this. I'm an expert on death. (coughs) That's a terrible way to start anything. (laughs) All
0: right, let's continue to spitball. um, Dave, you shoot one off. Give give me the tone of it.
2: Well, I definitely am not an expert on death.
0: Okay, better Uh, tone, better tone. (laughs)
2: I don't shy away from discussions on death Mm. because my dad was a police officer for 35-ish years. But I think we we need to find a way to to keep it light while not making light of all the...
1: I thought I was the expert. (laughs) (laughs) That's clever. I'm I'm passing the reins on to you.
2: Mostly after Tanner was talking about death of the wicked, I had to bite my tongue... About not making jokes about certain people who may or may not be wicked. Oh, who? Okay. Oh, I just didn't, like, insert Notley joke here. Or,
1: you oh. know, like, oh. like, okay, that's enough from you. Okay, like, Tanner, how about you give that's, your... <laughs>
2: that's the stuff we want to stay away from. Tanner, you All give All right, so give... Dave, starting toad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> naming political rivals and enemies. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Take um, us home, Tanner.
0: <laughs> I'm going to start with a joke. Ready? You hear the one about Charles Manson? He convinced his followers to stab benign people, and now he's in the hospital dying.
2: It's a good old anti-joke, eh?
1: That, that, This isn't getting any better,
0: guys. (laughs)
1: Like, I've never, like... That was silence. That's exactly what that joke deserves.
0: All right, no, let's get into it. So, the reason this was on my mind was... Well, there's two things happening right now in the last couple weeks that I've heard about that just got me wondering. And I mean, every few years we have to deal with this because somebody whose society considers very wicked dies. And then we have to have this question over again. Is it okay to celebrate the death of the wicked? Is it okay Mm -hmm. to be happy about that, to rejoice? And we can... I don't really want to get into the death penalty, more so hypothetically that God ends their life, kind of just, you know, whether it's Mm. old age or sickness or something that less so about human punishment and more so about Mm. the the final judgment. Two things that happened, Charles Manson, who was a kind of cult leader, how would you say?
1: Well, you don't have to say kind (laughs) of, but I see what you mean by kind of. (laughs)
0: Very, very much a cult leader who um, kind of seduced a lot of, well, women into his following who ended up stabbing a bunch of people and some of them famous people Mm -hmm. uh, and doing terrible crimes. And they went to jail for those crimes. But then Charles Manson also for um, convincing them that uh, I think it was, what was the motivation?
1: Yeah, I want to start a race race war, I think, right?
0: Gotcha. So Charles Manson, he's, uh, he's been in jail for decades now. But he's in his 80s and is in the hospital now. Uh, it was in the news a couple of weeks ago. He's in the hospital and he might possibly die. Mm. Uh, he's very old. And then you've got the example of someone who's not old, but someone Dylan Roof, who mm. a couple years ago in South Carolina went into a kind of historic, symbolic black church. And went into a Bible study with a group, and at the final prayer, after 45 minutes together, everybody bowed their head to pray, and then he shot them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just sentenced to death uh, by a jury this week. And, and it was unusual that he got sentenced to death, and some of the victims' families actually didn't want him to be sentenced to death because mm-hmm. they were Christians and felt that wasn't the, the solution. So, without getting into the death penalty stuff, these two cases kind of, these seem to be very sane men who are, in a lot of ways, we would say, okay, that's what evil looks like.
1: Mm.
0: What do you do with that? When, when they die, when they either get killed by the state or by natural causes, is this something where we rejoice, where we say, you know, God's will was done. There's one less wicked person in the world. What do you guys, what's your initial thoughts on that?
1: Initially, this whole thing, like, and you guys share it, this whole thing makes me sad, right? Like, evil is so evil, and it's it's bad, real bad. I think what pains me most about this conversation is that there exists people that do, that I have to, like, actually talk with and reason with in a way that they they are rejoicing the death of a certain person. Like, I don't like the fact that I have to... Take an opposition. I don't like the fact that it exists, is what I'm trying to say.
0: The the celebration or the evil?
1: The celebration of it for sure. Like the yeah, the evil is totally wrong. And then the fact that people actually do celebrate is not not gospel centered at all.
0: You don't think so? Okay. Well
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Lay your cards out on the table, but sure. hopefully I I can convince you otherwise. <laughs> Dave? Dave, what's your general initial thoughts?
2: Uh, my initial thoughts, I would agree with Jack. Hmm. But I don't... I would understand... Someone someone who actually was affected personally by these things or by someone else. Hmm. I, I wouldn't really begrudge them the celebration. Hmm. Uh, um, I wouldn't make it my, uh, my goal to make them see the light about how they... Sh- shouldn't be celebrating but mm-hmm. yeah i don't think that that's where we should want to be
0: hmm. I, I mean as christians i think we all three of us kind of hold a the theology that everybody is wicked everybody is a rebel against mm-hmm. god everybody has fallen short of a certain standard and do you do you feel like there are levels of evil that there are people who are more evil than others or do you feel like with serial killers, we want to push them into a separate category, but they're not.
2: Uh, I know uh, theologian Jack will disagree with me probably, but I've always thought there are different levels of Mm. sin. There's worse ones.
1: Mm -hmm. I I get that argument and I want to believe it of like, I think that there's greater evils too. When I set my judgments upon others, I'm like, that was bad. Even like when we did Vigilante Justice, when we were talking about Uh, like pedophilia and that, it was just like, yep, that's bad. If there's one thing that's wrong in the world, like you put your foot down and there's no way of like, Mm. there's no arguing it. But even with this, I've been learning deeply with a lot of good authors about When you look at another human, you see all the goodness that they're capable of. And you say, Hey, I have that possibility too. And then you look at them and you see the very same evils that you're capable of. I am also capable of that as well. And so that always makes me... I, I can't live in a space of like, oh, you're a deranged murderer and attach that as their identity. It's like, no, you're a human being who's been deeply corrupted. And the problem is, is that I'm a human being who's been affected by the same thing.
0: Okay, okay. Two two things on that because... Mm, I mean, okay, that sounds good, etc., etc. But... Okay, <laughs> the first of all is... I mean, I don't think it's very easy to identify with someone who is, has no conscience over killing people and continues to try to do it. Mm. I I think, no, it's very hard to identify and almost impossible. But I do think we should try in some way. So I agree with you there. But at the same time, if I were that evil and hurt so many families and victims and left a trail Mm. of, I I don't think I would be that upset that people rejoiced at my (laughs) death. Hmm. And then the other thing, Jack, would be – I don't know if your question or your answer totally answered it, but do you think there's more than – like there's levels of evil? Do you think some people are more evil than others?
1: Right. Again, that's just who's asking.
2: Tanner (laughs) is. What? I I just want (laughs) want an answer.
0: Do you think – I don't know. You could say biblically or you could say anthropologically or you could say based on Jackson's experience – do you think some people are more evil than others?
1: Just say truthfully. Oh man, this is complex because you just no. Keep... It's not. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> totally. Are more yeah. evil than others? No, it's like because well, all of
0: our experience teaches that the Bible has things to say about that. I don't know why you are hesitating. On
1: this. The reason I am hesitant is because there was always a parent or not a parent to make to help perpetuate this person's evil habits. And that we, when we want to say, you're evil, plain and simple, you did this to yourself, you willfully chose to keep disobeying, that doesn't compute with me well, because there is always someone before the person that is presently evil.
0: You're saying they grew up broken by other people, so they're in some ways a victim themselves?
1: And I, like, I understand the rocks that'll be picked up to stone me with, but maybe... <laughs> Right? I think that it, like our circumstances have a way of, of shaping who we are. Ask your question again within the context, that context, and then now I'll answer.
0: I don't understand the difference. <laughs> Do you think some people are more evil than others?
1: I think some people have grown up in different situations than others.
0: <laughs> <It's the> worst. <laughs> Boo. <sighs> okay, so if everybody's generally wicked as Christians, we kind of understand... You shouldn't be happy when somebody dies who's you know not saved that mm. that has not submitted to God in any way even if they lived poorly even if they made bad decisions mm. I don't think you should rejoice over their death because they they've cut themselves off from from God that's a sad thing okay mm. and I don't see like they don't have such immense wakes of victim that they've left behind To rejoice over them dying. But then the difference is when you've got somebody who's like truly like a really evil person who's done terrible things, there's so many victims who are being possibly actively hurt until Mm. the moment of their death.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. right?
0: And that would be the reason why rejoicing happens because it's a freedom from oppression.
1: Suffering is stopped. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When you look at the biblical evidence in the Old Testament, New Testament, did you guys pick up anything that you feel like has to do with how we should think about this topic?
2: God, God, makes, God says, uh, in Ezekiel, God says several times yeah. that he is not pleased. He's never pleased with the death of the wicked. He's not saying, yes, this is a good thing.
0: No, no, no. But you got to read that in context. <laughs>
1: No,
2: I am. <laughs> no. I'm finish gonna... the
0: sentence. Well, oh, grab me a Bible.
1: You finish the sentence. You can pull it up, Tanner. Pull it up.
2: That is uh, the point of the verse. Are you you're not actually gonna fight this, are you? Okay.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, continue, continue.
2: Um I think the Apostle Paul would be a decent example of someone who he called himself the worst of sinners. He was someone who actively led a persecution of a people group, mm-hmm. presided over murders, broke families up, mm-hmm. hunted people down. I don't know. It's not something where you can make the call of, like, oh, he should have died and we should have all danced on his grave, you mm-hmm. know? like.
0: Okay, did you see know. any other biblical evidence or did you just <laughs> look for one side of the argument? <laughs> Because it sounds like you only look for one side. Uh, I
2: looked for the truth.
0: Um, Mm. Jack, what do you think?
1: No, we're going to Tanner on this one because he's already armed.
2: Okay, Tanner.
0: Well, I'm just... I think that the witness of the Bible is very mixed on this one, to be honest. Hmm. Because I do totally think, yes, Ezekiel, it does say that. Absolutely. And then you have other verses and a lot in the Psalms, absolutely, where it says... The righteous will be glad when they are avenged, when they bathe their feet in the blood of the wicked. And you go, oh, what do you do with that? Or rejoice, O nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies. And then, you know, in Revelation, you've got God saying or an angel saying, rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets. For God has pronounced judgment against her, which is Babylon, on your behalf. So it's saying, hooray, God has judged the evil city. You should rejoice. So,
1: So, like, what do you do with those? Yeah, so that's a great point that the text has those passages. And you're right that there is a mix. But it's about reading the mix well. (laughs) Wouldn't you say? (laughs) Regent grad, (laughs) regent student. You can't pull them from the... You know that you can't pull them from the context. What you can do is point that they're there, that there's something to vengeance, and that the fact is that vengeance belongs to God.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: This is just classic Tanner. (laughs) Don't you see this, Dave? And he's just relishing in it right now, prepared with his handful of passages, and like, I'm not... Armed and and you just love playing the side that you know is probably wrong, or there's something <laughs> skewed with it, but you just want to show everybody that it exists and that you could somehow just disprove everyone right
0: no I, I generally i'm I'm pretty on the fence on this one, but I do think there's something to the idea of rejoicing over the death of the wicked that is not. There's a very quick answer, which is, oh, as Christians, we're supposed to love our enemies that I don't think captures all of it very well. Because the idea of delaying vengeance, the idea of not taking vengeance upon your enemies is really based on the belief that God will, right? Mm -hmm. That, That I am not going to kill you for your sin because I believe that that is in the hands of God alone. But he eventually will kill you for your sin mm-hmm. right
2: but I think the Christian position is more uh oh, what a what a loss that is like that's one more person who is damned right and that's not generally something that is like yay, one more person damned no and even bring the- that hell counter up <laughs> just roll those numbers you know no
0: like- no, but it's that the victims. Oh, I get that. They are finally vindicated that God supports the poor and oppressed and eventually crushes the oppressor.
1: Okay, so I can see the point of like where we could rejoice in the death of the wicked, but I don't think that's where we actually rejoice. We rejoiced in God's just judgment. Hmm. Whatever the consequences, we know that God is the one that determines what goes on. That's what we rejoice in.
0: His just judgment is the death of the wicked.
1: No, just judgment is I, God choosing to do what God wants to do, if that happens to be just judgment. Okay,
0: okay. See, you've got the Israelites. They cross the Red Sea. They're escaping Pharaoh, who's oppressed them for how many years? And the waters close in, destroy Pharaoh's army, mm. and the Israelites throw a huge dance. You know, they party, mm-hmm. and, you know, they've got Exodus 15 is, you know, the horse and the rider, he's thrown into the sea. You know, it's this, like, massive celebration that the death of their enemies was God's deliverance for them. Mm -hmm. And so there's a rejoicing that their enemies have been crushed beneath their feet because they were faithful to God.
2: Can I say that the Israelites had a very, very bad view of other people? (laughs) Like... Like, people that weren't Israelites were dogs and were like, we don't need to love them. I know God sort of said once in his laws (laughs) to love those people, but I don't think that we're supposed to because they
1: suck.
0: (sighs) But I don't think it's an example in the Bible of them sucking when they celebrate over the death of the Egyptians when they get delivered. But
1: it's
2: part of who they are. It's part of who they are. We're like, those are just Egyptians. like. They're
0: just,
1: they're not us. They're not Abraham. They're not of Abraham, right?
0: Like, you've got World War 2 <laughs> f- You've got the final solution. You've got six million Jews killed and how mm. are many other people. Mm. And Hitler commits suicide in his bunker and it's the end of the war. Mm. I think you should be dancing on the streets that Hitler was killed.
1: I think you should be dancing on the streets that your suffering is over.
0: Well, that's what Hitler's death represents. He can't hurt anyone over anymore. But there's a, there is a distinction. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a, te- it's a tempered joy because hmm. of what could have been, and it's the image of God destroyed, and I don't believe you should ever rejoice when the image of God is destroyed. It's tempered by something. I agree. I'm not saying this is a pure, sure. I'm not going to think about him at all, or even wish that boy, I hope Hitler in his final moments repented. Hmm. You know, I think you should feel that, even though it's very difficult to want the repentance of your enemies. But when they are killed and the suffering is over, like, throw a party, no? I just think it,
2: I think you can make distinctions in everything. Like, it's not one and the same. It's Jesus died on the cross Mm -hmm. That is the greatest source of all of our celebration. But we're not celebrating (sighs) like, yes, God died, right? Right, Like, Mm. that's not like, Mm. but that's, that is it. Well, it's because he's an innocent man. All I'm trying to, I'm just trying to point out that you can break acts up into different components. Mm. Like Hitler died, the war ended because he died. But you can celebrate the war ending and not necessarily the fact that this man died.
1: Right. If there was cause for celebration, then just judgment is the cause for celebration.
0: Okay, uh last last question or two. Uh one thing that happened recently, I think it was two thousand what, eleven when Osama bin Laden was killed. Yeah. You know, yeah. Osama bin Laden orchestrated nine eleven. Um, responsible for the deaths of you know three thousand innocent Americans, et cetera, et cetera. When he was killed in a raid um, in Pakistan, and they and Obama announced it, there were parties on the streets. Like mm-hmm. that was a moment of celebration, mm-hmm. and there were some pastors who responded after and was like, "This was a really sickening thing as a society mm-hmm. because how can you ever celebrate violence?" Like, pretty much just a very absolutist position. How mm. could you celebrate violence? Like, when Obama, when Osama bin Laden celebrates the violence he did, we're disgusted. But then when we do violence against them, we celebrate. Mm. Like, this cycle is going to kill us. But there are obviously other pastors who I'm sure were very happy about it and mm. preach sermons that God's justice were done. Like, I didn't hear those, but I assume it happened. So what do you do with public displays of celebration? What is the proper response of the Christian? Is it to write the op-ed and say, Hey, violence begets violence. Is it to join in? Is it, how do you I, respond well to that?
1: This isn't, this is Jackson speaking, not even theologian Jack. It's just Jackson speaking. <laughs> I don't, I think that our call would be to, to talk about it in the church and, and, to come to our conclusion, prayerfully, biblically, together, and then let that permeate into the culture, rather than standing on a podium in some way to give the the conclusion, the statement, whatever you'd have. I think you don't respond to the public, you respond to your people, and then you let your people be in the public.
0: Dave, what do you think? What do you do when there's uh, public celebrations? I
2: don't know, I I just, I, I, yeah, I, this question is almost the same as the first, like, I, I don't agree with the celebration of it. I'm kind of a fatalist, <laughs> it's like, it's going to happen, hmm. let it ride.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Tanner, what do you think of it?
0: I don't know, I don't know what you I You mean. suck so much, <laughs> okay, you deserve well, I mean, all the jokes that I've been giving there's you. There's part of me that's like, if I... If I came to the conclusion that, like, you should not celebrate the death of the wicked because there's no celebrating an act of violence and there's – like, all the things you guys argued, if I came to that conclusion, I feel like it would somehow be my role to be slightly prophetic in Mm. those situations because Mm. if no one addresses it, I mean, it will happen again. Mm -hmm. When a hateful ideology happens, maybe you should stand up to it but i'm not sure i agree with you guys yet so uh, well, maybe i maybe i would go and you know burn a police car on white <laughs> ave or whatever people do <laughs> what
2: can you can you explain what exactly we would be celebrating like <laughs> huh. like a wicked person dies why suffering
1: is alleviated from those who've been hurt by this it would person be, it
0: would be suffering is alleviated and it would be god got him i mean nobody can run from god forever
2: i'm gonna stay in my camp <laughs> i th- i think that you've presented a reasonable case mm. for celebrating the death of the wicked as long as i think you have to put all of your eggs in the basket of alleviating the suffering mm. I think you have to get off the stance of celebrating God's justice.
1: Mm. Really? Because that's interesting.
2: That is a very thin line. Maybe there's not even a line between what about celebrating when his justice spills over onto the innocent? When he punishes a nation and innocent die, he is delivering his Mm. perfect justice. Like, are we celebrating Mm. that? Mm. Like, I think. I think the angle has to come purely from, like, this This has led to greater peace. This has led to greater that's great Dave.
0: alleviation of pain. Yeah. No, it's helpful because there are people who, um, you know, articles I read where they divide between if someone's in prison and, like, the suffering they've inflicted on others is over, we have them behind bars now. That is different than someone who is actively oppressing people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the difference between a Hitler and a Charles Manson, who's been behind bars for decades, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I I appreciate that that thought. Huh?
1: You did really good, Tanner.
0: This is this is a hard one. I I've debated with a couple people, and mm. fascinating to hear Christians' responses. You know, some people. It's fun because it's a question where you see very human responses come out, like. Oh, no, we shouldn't rejoice unless it's a pedophile and then, like, burn the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. you'll, you'll have people exactly. say that and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. you know. And then you'll have people like my friend who's – he's a corrections officer at a youth jail or a yeah. youth detention center who's training to be a police officer. And, like, his opinion on it has changed over the last two years of working because he's worked with, mm. you know, criminals who are repeat offenders who – it does not look like they want to do anything but evil and and hurt to other people. So like what do you do with that? And boy, it's such a messy thing. The problem with like demonizing wicked people is it just
2: look look at I'll go back to King David. Hero, of course you will. Hero
1: of the Bible. <laughs> like, right? Not Jesus. Right? Se- King David.
2: Second after Jesus. He's the... But, like, he, like he's, like, this awesome
1: of course, of course.
2: man after God's own heart. What a great guy. Like, when you break down what all he did with just Bathsheba and Uriah, mm. that's so wicked. Yeah. And, like, when you think about what must have been going on in his mind about, like...
1: To go through with all that to be stuff.
2: be like, oh, man, I got to get rid of it. And when you start, like, the twisted yeah. and the vile thoughts mm. that would have been going through his mind... About, like, planning out this guy's death.
1: We should kill David for doing that. But that's the problem. Wouldn't that be God's justice, though?
0: That's the problem. killing an innocent man and then taking it... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, I totally agree. David is a tough one. I feel like if I were a psychologist, Dave, I would sit you down and say... Really hard on the person of David in the Bible. Do you do you feel some? Do you have self hatred? Self-hatred.
2: Oh, it's nothing compared to when I unload on Solomon. That guy's the worst.
1: Stay tuned, listeners.
0: Are you going to name your son Solomon? No.
2: <laughs> worst character in the Bible, Solomon.
0: Ooh. All right. I think we're. it I think we figured it out. I'm so glad. Great. I hope that the listeners' th- thinking is very clear on this one mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. you are prepared for the next time this happens. You can fight with us on our Facebook page. We would love to hear your opinions on this one. Or you can email us at
1: DesiringBrethrenPodcast at gmail.com.
0: Booyah. Jackson will be checking it. You know, so give them all your toughest theological uh, conundrums.
1: I'm going to bring out Theologian Jack and uh, lay the hammer down.
0: Say the hammer down. Thus says the Jack. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thus says the Jackhammer. That's my new nickname. <laughs> okay. Call me it. Say it, Dave.
0: No. You have to earn it. Oh, I'll earn That's it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm Tanner Hops. <laughs>
1: I'm David Short. I'm the Jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs>